love laid bare. Sharing the highs and lows of stories that matter to you. One conversation at a time. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world, you are through to another episode of Lovely Bear, and I am, of course, your host, Dion. Um, so, this week, I have decided to not publish um, uh, a kind of interview-type episode, only because... Uh, because Kobe Bryant yeah I I am one of these people that you know I haven't honestly been into basketball since I was a child right now with that being said I'm very much aware of you know the 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 best ballers you know you know, our Kobe Bryant's, well, you know, our Curry's, you know, everyone else, and, you know, LeBron James. And it's interesting that, you know, a celebrity can pass who you have no real, you know, emotional attachment to, you don't really... Um, follow them in any capacity... But it's just so interesting how impactful their death can be on you personally. And for me, it it was kind of similar to Kim Porter. Because I remember when um, I was doing radio and Kim Porter passed away. And I dedicated a whole radio show to talking about um, her and how celebrity deaths can impact you and just talking about grief and loss in general, and again, Kim Porter was somebody that I knew who she was, I knew she was the mother to like three of Puff Daddy's um, children, but aside from that, I didn't know anything about her, and I, I think that there is something about being a parent, and you know, children losing their parents to such tragic circumstances is what essentially kind of evokes an outpouring of compassion and empathy and sadness because the thing is like I say I was not someone who followed Kobe Bryant I'd heard a few things over the years um you know pertaining to him and his wife and you know I remember Drake had that line in the song where he's like um he was talking about you know them potentially getting a divorce and you know the wife potentially taking the money and that was completely unnecessary and I'm sure Drake is although he's apologised for it, I'm sure he probably isn't in a great space right now. Um, But, yeah, I just think it's... It's really, it's really hard to almost articulate um, 
why you feel the way you do because you don't know them um a friend of mine um was telling me to go and look at this post on Shea now there's I'm gonna see if I can find it actually need to go into my other Instagram account um so there's a there's a song called Gun Lean um that was quite popular over last year or the year before and the artist um he's a British drill artist um he kind of waded in with his opinion on um you know the death of Kobe Bryant and essentially was kind of saying oh you know all you British people are fake because you know let me just try and find it before I end up putting words into his mouth give me a second sorry I have a cold and also I'm just not going to edit this episode it's going out as is (laughs) so um I'm just not going to do that today because I'm just not in the mood Okay, I'm going to have to edit. (laughs) Why is it not here anymore? Have they taken it down? Oh, no, here it is. Okay, so, um, his name is Russ, and he says, You English people are so begging beggy sick face you don't even watch basketball any American that dies you all start throwing up pics when niggas get shanked and shot to death daily in your own country um then he goes into a bit of a tirade it looks like on Twitter and he guys and he's and he's like oh you guys just want to fit in fuck all that that's the problem with you guys you care about what people think too much whether it's truth or not you want to please everybody you see me I've never given a shit about anyone who I don't care about who I don't care about their opinion if it doesn't affect me one bit um basically what he's trying to say is you're always bum sucking Americans who put up some biz I don't know what it is the other day if little baby posts a pic with ice cream on a scooter you'll repost it brother you lot all mad or something you 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 lot twitter people can go suck your mums you begs okay <laughs> And then he goes on to say, everyone's making out like this is about Kobe. The same thing happened when Fredo, Santana, Nip and Juice world died. I started seeing pics everywhere, but never one pic before any of them died. Rest up Kobe and his family, although no one deserves to die full stop. All of you people give me... Okay, look, look. Essentially, what he's trying to say is, is that at the end of the day, you know, um, if you are British and you're not a fan of... Um, basketball then you shouldn't be affected by um the death of Kobe Bryant and you're all just bum suckers I mean well then call me a bum sucker I don't know whose bum I'm supposed to be sucking um by having genuine emotion about the fact that this legend in his field died so tragically um I found out the news whilst I was on my way to my cousin's birthday and we were going to a comedy club and my brother was driving and looking at his phone he was like what Kobe Bryant's died and I was like please don't be silly and obviously as you do the first thing I if if I need to verify any news the first place I go to is Twitter and literally it was trending I was like oh my god no way no way no way no way 
um then i saw it was a helicopter crash and i'm like what this is 2020 what do you mean helicopter crash what do you mean um so that kind of put a, a bit of a dampener in the evening um but i was just like okay look just try and go in and have a good time it'd been an emotional week anyway um just try and go in and have a good time so i kind of like you know and then i learned not too long later that his daughter also was in that crash and there were i think at the time they were saying that there was potentially like seven other people or seven people in total i know that the, the numbers change and i think they've confirmed nine um what's the date today the date is the 29th of january now just for my own self-care i have not looked into that story at all i i've heard there are videos of the helicopter coming down all these different theories are flying around if i see anything with kobe in the text or i see a picture i have to scroll past because what i found is is that i woke up on monday morning and i felt so low and i had to kind of keep affirming to myself that you know i will not take on any energy that is not mine i will not take on any energy that is not mine i will not take on any energy that is not mine because the thing is if i didn't do that i was literally close to tears and when i when i then started to kind of unpack why i was feeling how i was feeling um i soon realized that it wasn't just because of kobe it it was because of some other things i can't really go into that happened in the last week and it just all felt like way it was just all too much um and what did i do on monday what did i do on monday that's it so um my cousin her name is dion west she's got a book called trust in the process a detox journey um she was giving a talk about her book at the department of education um just up by victoria um so that was like a very very good distraction for me to just kind of like make my way down there you know get some fresh air you know walked all the way to the far you know (laughs) but you know what I mean like literally just kind of diverting my attention and focusing on something positive focusing on supporting her being there for her um and also just kind of learning I've read her book before but it was just interesting to kind of hear her talk about the book in front of you know an audience in the room and via Skype um I also listened to um Janae Aiko has got a trigger mantra um track it's it's available pretty much everywhere and I tend to listen to that if I'm feeling a little bit like oh if I just need my spirits lifted a little bit or if I'm just feeling a bit uh, I will listen to that and that kind of does kind of lift me um another thing I did is I listened to a podcast that I featured on um oh and I just want to kind of um say actually um Actually, I'll leave that till last. Let me leave that till afterwards. Um, But yeah, back to kind of Kobe Bryant. Um, I think I also, I sent sent a tweet where I kind of said, you know, like, don't feel guilty or don't feel ashamed because you feel affected by the death of somebody that you don't know. Because I don't know why people have this thing about trying to shame people on you know based on how they feel i'm a person that i always say 
I can never tell anybody how to feel, whether it be towards me or towards anything else, because I am not them and they are not me. So if you are grieving, if you are upset, feel free to go through that process because that is what you need to do. That is how you feel, you know? Um, if you're on social media, Instagram and what have you, I'm sure you saw the various amounts of, you know, messages of support and, um, you know, different, I wouldn't even say memes, but there were just a lot of kind of very supportive posts and old videos of Kobe, you know, just talking about being a father and talking about being a sportsman and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think the, the general advice I'd probably would like to give you guys is um if you if you are um feeling a bit rattled and it's okay to admit that you're feeling a bit rattled i messaged my friend i was like i'm i'm a bit rattled by this and he was like yeah i'm i'm rattled too you know so if you are feeling a little bit even after a few days you're still feeling a bit like wow um i would say just stop watching the news or any coverage um of Kobe Bryant and his and his daughter because essentially um you know I think everyone is kind of scurrying for answers and we want the answers like right now essentially it's not gonna change it's not gonna change anything and you almost need to allow yourself that time to kind of um heal from the news you know um and just kind of remember that you know Kobe's impact as as a sportsman as a legend you know and as a father will still be there you know um and it's you know like although Kobe was very much appreciated in you know whilst he lived um you know his his legacy is gonna be triple fold now you know because because he essentially died a legend you know um give yourself the time to grieve about it and you know sometimes it's really funny because sometimes we feel like until someone says it we we feel okay you know so I'm going to say to you if you feel like you need to grieve then go ahead and do that don't feel embarrassed and don't feel ashamed if you feel like you need to grieve um sometimes when we hear about the loss of a a celebrity it can almost trigger us to remember somebody else that we've lost maybe recently or a long time ago who meant something for us so again don't try and um harbor or box off those feelings you know the i'm going to quickly speak about the kind of cycle of grief anyway but um if if it does bring up you know, extra feelings about some other people, someone else has passed away, that's okay, it's actually okay, it's nothing to feel ashamed or, or worried about, I think sometimes the avoidance of our feelings is essentially the biggest problem that we have, you know, we need to face these things kind of head on, um, keep up with, with looking after yourself, yeah, so don't, do not let this element of bad news go on to affect the rest of your life. 
don't start slipping at work don't start not shaving and don't start you know not bathing and stuff like that now understand if you suffer from things like depression or anxiety sometimes news like this can trigger you into a lower mood but this is where you have to be very intentional and say to yourself right okay um this has happened and almost be prepared you know I would even suggest writing yourself a little bit of a manual um, and kind of say, look, in these circumstances, this is what I need to do. You know, I'm going to get up. I'm still going to make sure my trim is fresh. I'm still going to make sure that, you know, my hair's done, um, my makeup. I'm still going to make sure that I am looking after myself. And if you have to write that down in the front of your journal or somewhere, do that. Um, Also, again, because deaths like these can trigger you into other thoughts, this is why I always kind of say, try and, try and be in therapy generally, um, because it's helpful to be able to unpack this with your therapist or your counsellor in real time, if that makes sense, and again, if Kobe Bryant's death and his daughter and all those other people has triggered you don't f- and 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 you feel like oh i need to go to therapy don't even feel embarrassed to go to see a therapist and say do you know what um th- th- his death has sparked something in me and that's why i want to see you don't feel away because that's what their job is and that's what they're to do um so what do else do i want to talk about the cycles of grief um just so we kind of have an understanding about you know what happens when we find out that someone dies um initially it's kind of like you know shock and denial like when my brother told me that Kobe Bryant had died I was like no 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 what don't be stupid what do you mean died of what no 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 you know and there's you're confused you know you're a bit fearful you're like no this can't this literally can't be happening and the second stage is anger um, and that can show up in ways of like frustration, anxiety, irritation, um, and sometimes embarrassment. And, and again, I think I wouldn't say that I was necessarily angry, but I was kind of a bit like, maybe initially I was a bit, maybe initially I was a bit embarrassed as to why I felt so affected, you know, um, stage three is depression and detachment um so that can show up in like feelings of feeling overwhelmed helplessness lack of energy and blah now the very next morning that's exactly how I felt that's exactly how I felt and but because I could identify that I was able to pull myself out of it quite quickly and I quickly made the decision that I was not going to be watching any tribute videos any like literally anything if I see I scroll past you know um then the fourth stage is dialogue and bargaining so that can be kind of like reaching out um a desire to tell the story and um, you know somewhat a struggle to find meaning um stage five is acceptance um and that's kind of exploring options and you know kind of I guess kind of discussing a way to kind of go forward and stage six is a returning returning to you know a meaningful life now I feel like in terms of the death of a celebrity depending on how 
on how much um, interaction you emotionally maybe had with them or how much they meant to you will vary as to how quickly you would go through this grief cycle. Um, Someone like myself, I'll probably go through it quite quickly. That doesn't mean that every time I hear the story, I went through an element of hurt in my heart, but but that's just because I think generally I'm a very empathetic person and I and I have <coughs> I have very kind of very very strong feelings um like um I remember I did a, a chakra test and it and it and it said that I have an overactive heart chakra which means that I feel things a lot more maybe so than the average person does um so yeah you know I just want to dedicate this segment to Kobe Bryant his wife and family, uh, I cannot imagine, you know, Vanessa, his wife, you know, just not too long ago had a baby, she's lost her husband and one of her other babies and she's still got to be a rock to her, to her children and I, you know, all, all I can do is send her some send her strength, send her confidence, send her, you know, a clear mind. And I just hope that she does um, get all the support, you know, spiritually um, and emotionally and professionally a lot of help because this is a major, a major, major tragedy for someone to kind of deal with and you know and his mother and his siblings and everybody else that loved the man you know and you know and everyone else that passed away in the crash so yeah I'd like to dedicate this segment to them love laid bare okay so what have I been up to um so you know me guys I'm just like all about my goals and stuff one of my goals this year was to appear on some other podcasts, do some collaborations, and I am pleased to say that I have done two in the month of January. Um, so the first one was um, the family podcast. Um, you'll probably remember from a few weeks back, I had um, brothers Sammy and Don on, and we spoke about masculinity Um and you know they returned the favor and asked me to come along so I was like okay cool um I was like well I kept asking what's the topic because I'd listened to a few of the episodes I remember Don saying something like oh you know the next woman we get on here I'm gonna ask her something to do their sex lives or something like that I was thinking look no one is gonna drag me (laughs) I'm not having it so um he was like oh you know we don't really have a topic um, per se, we just kind of let the conversation flow. So I was like, okay, cool, no problem, let's do it. And I had such a good time with um, with Sammy and Don. Um, me and um, Don actually got into it a little bit um, towards the end because we spoke about, um, you know, surnames and whether we think it's necessary um, for a woman to take on her husband's surname and should she kind of feel free to double barrel it if she wants to now that discussion has then led on to me having like literally a two-day debate this has been going on for with a good friend of mine um he's been on a previous episode solo traveling for well-being so his name's Nee, and we've been talking about this non-stop for like literally two days um 
And I thought, you know what, it's such an interesting conversation. I want to kind of open it up. Um, so I've kind of put the question out there on social media this morning um, just to see what everyone kind of thinks. Um, in addition, I um, appeared on the Ads Vice podcast on Sunday also. Um, Benita and Ade are amazing, really, really lovely hosts. And um, I was there with MFF Online. They they are a fatherhood podcast um, doing very, very well um, for themselves. Um, so hopefully I might be able to get him. I'd love to have him on actually um and we were talking about parenting and it was a very kind of open and candid conversation um you guys should know me well enough by now to know that you know I speak quite openly but I think being on someone else's platform and being exposed to a whole nother different audience because I I believe Benita and Ade are probably a bit younger than me I'd probably say maybe like late 20s maybe 30 um so obviously their, you know, and their podcast is specifically for millennials, whereas, you know, Lovelade Bear kind of like goes to more, uh, goes to an older, a older audience too, you know. Um, so I was a bit like, oh, you know, it's literally opening me up to a completely different new audience. So I was thinking, oh, are they going to get me? Um am I going to be too mature for them to kind of understand some of the stuff that I'm saying? But actually, the feedback has been absolutely tremendous for the episode. So um, I'm going to leave some details on the website for how you can listen to that. I talk about my pregnancy. I talk about tearing. I talk about um, my birth. I talk about, you know, so many different things. Um, and it's a topic I've wanted to do for ages. But for some reason, I just felt like I couldn't... I couldn't make it relevant for Love Load Bear, but now that I've done it, I'm like, Dion, shut up, because actually, you can do that, you know, um, so, yeah, I think I might open up a bit more about my pregnancy, because for me, my, my, on a physical level, my actual, my pregnancy was beautiful, the birth was amazing, it was blissful, um, but yeah, you can hear a bit more about that. Listen to the podcast. I'll drop the links. But if you want to just listen to it without having to go onto the website, it's Advice. That's A D A D Z V I C E. So they're on SoundCloud, Spotify, all the kind of usuals. Um, the family podcast are on Spotify, Google. Um, I think they're on everything other than SoundCloud. So just you know, Apple Podcasts, just, yeah, just search for The Family Podcast, um, and my episode with them was split into two, so it's, like, a good two hours worth of conversation with Dion, which obviously is amazing, because you guys love to hear my voice, right? (laughs) Anyway, so, going back to the conversation I've been having with my friend, um, since yesterday, and literally, since I've posted this question out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, my phone has not stopped, and literally, in real time, I am still getting um I'm still getting responses even now. I don't know if you can hear my phone buzzing off. Um <clears throat> so the the kind of context of our discussion was um m- the role of men in a family setup and a household. Um 
And like I say, this led on from the conversation that we were having about surnames. So basically, just to cut a long story short, the the point I was arguing in the episode with the family podcast with well, me and Don, um, Don was saying that he doesn't see in any way absolutely necessary for a woman to double barrel her surname. Now, when I got married, I double barreled my surname. And the reason for that is, A, I, a, I was just being a rebel. B, I didn't feel like I should have to lose part of my um I guess my 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 heritage because I'm marrying into a different can you hear my phone because I'm marrying into another family I am not anybody's property I am still Dion I'm still very much myself so why should I have to lose and um me and my husband ex-husband discussed at the time and um he wasn't happy with it but I said to him okay well unless you can kind of give me a good justifiable reason why I shouldn't then I'm double barreling my name so I did. Now, with this conversation that we're having about um, men and their role, the question basically is, you know, should we automatically give and assume that the role of the head of the household should be given to a man? And if you feel either way, what, what, what's your reasoning? Um, when I decided to open this question up, literally just this morning, um, uh, my friend didn't like how I worded the question. He thinks it was quite loaded and he felt that, um, given the way I'd asked, asked the question, then automatically people would you know, say, no, the man should not be, um, should not be considered automatically the head of the household. Um, so I just kind of want to, there are so many responses. I'm going to have to kind of skim through them. Um, just have a drink of my tea. Um, my thoughts on this are like this, right? I'm like, okay, I, my beliefs are this, I believe that within a household, it's a partnership, okay, and, and can I just add, I'm not looking at this from a religious context, because you guys should know that I'm not religious, yeah, I'm spiritual, I'm not religious, so I'm not bound by this, necessarily the same rules that a lot of people might be, okay, so, with that being said, I believe that a marriage is a partnership, okay, or a relationship is a partnership, and, you know, men have certain things and skills that they can do, and women have certain things that they can do that a man can't do, so this is why we have been, you know, magnificently divined, divinely made to complement each other. Now, with that being said, I can't see what makes one better or above um, or gives that person more of a skill set for them to kind of have a assumed role as the head of the household because I believe that it varies depending on each household and depending on what each person can ultimately bring to the table and when I say table I am not narrowing this down to finances because 
you have some people with a lot of money who can't leave jack shit yeah so how much you financially bring to your household does not determine your skill set as being a good leader so again i ask the question what is it that a man can do provide bring above the woman that automatically assumes him as the head of the household i am yet to come across with all of literally i feel like i've got about a hundred different notifications now i'm yet to come across any um any no one has given me a, a an adequate answer to be honest with you um so breaking it down right so let's just give an example if we have a couple and you know they are they are both working they're both working full time um and they're both splitting their bills 50 50 and when it comes to running the household statistics show that women are still left with the brunt of the housework right now i'm not trying to make this a male and female argument this isn't a battle of the sexes yeah i just also want to make that clear um so if we have two people who are doing the same um okay forget the forget the the run of the house let's say they equally do their fair share of household chores cooking cleaning and just general like run it look right running a household is a big deal okay like (laughs) there's a lot of things that go into running a household it's actually a bit mad so let's say they are 50 50 in that right now what is it about this man that makes him think or feel like or it is assumed that he should be the head and the leader of this household what is it that he has done or brought to the table Now, in reality, there are not many households really nowadays that can afford to have the traditional role of a man kind of, you know, going out to work and a woman staying at home, you know, because especially living in central London, well, not in central London, especially living within the M25 or even in the South East, it's very difficult because the cost of living is massive down here. So it, it is unlikely. So what what kind of things do men have that make them you know this leader i i just don't particularly see it now when i was speaking to my friend he was like you know it's more than financial which we obviously get and he says you know there's um there's an emotional and spiritual aspect of it um another point he made was that you know women women are the planners and men execute and he kind of felt like that men were almost losing their value um and men weren't seen to 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 be a necessity anymore um i'm paraphrasing by the way because this isn't exactly what he said because like i said this was like a two-day conversation um see now and my thing is like with the whole the women are good planners and men are better at executing again i disagree i wholeheartedly disagree what is it about a man that can execute a plan better than a woman can what you know like i feel like if we're speaking very 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 generically you know men are perceived to be physically stronger than women yada 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 
Um, now this isn't necessarily always true because I know that I have outsquatted certain men. Yeah, I know certain men that have never been able to, to squat a hundred kgs, and I have. So therefore, <laughs> so therefore, if you you can't outdo me strength wise, yeah. So okay, cool, done, right. Now, even when we look back, if we look at it in like a historical context, right? Um, so let's go back maybe, let's go back 50 years. So 50 years ago, you know, don't get me wrong, women were working, but you might have still had that traditional, the man goes to work, he pays all of the bills and, you know, the wife is at home keeping the house tidy, making sure the children are okay and making sure that dinner's on the table for when said husband gets home, he puts on the slippers, he lights his pipe, he has a chat to the children and done, yeah? Now, is he the leader of his household because he's making all the decisions? Primarily, maybe, yeah. And maybe the leadership role of a man has diminished over the over the century because um, he is no longer required to be, you know, the master thinker and the master provider of all things. It's not necessary anymore. Um, if we go back even further um, and let's say, you know, the 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 man historically would have to you know protect his village or his home and he'd go out and he'd hunt for the food whilst again the wife stayed at home rearing the children and her along with other village people they would other ladies you know they would cook the food for when the men return blah 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 you know we don't have that now because we have tesco's and no one needs to hunt for their food so we don't require brute strength anymore. We don't require the man to go out and hunt, even though we also know that there are very uh, respected female hunters too, you know, in certain tribes and cultures. Um, Or, you know, in the same token, again, using the example of brute strength and that type of thing, you know, the the man historically may have had to protect his um, wife, child, family, village, from you know a pack of wolves or a bear or some lions and tigers or what have you some wild beast that's coming to eat off everybody that is not an issue for the modern man now so again my question is what makes you have the assumed role of head of household and I'm not directing this question to just men I'm directing this to women because I I literally just want an answer and and no one's been able to kind of literally um give me one in, in like like because in my mind there is nothing that you can bring to the table that I can't nothing I can plan I can organize I can execute I can lead now, when I when I kind of thought about this, when I thought about this, um, and thinking about me and my relationship, it kind of got me thinking: Do we, as women, just fall into this whole patriarchal system of making men 
believe that they are leaders. And the reason why I say this year is because you hear this very often where like men are quite mollycoddled and you often hear women say and I don't know if this is ever said openly in front of men but it's kind of like oh you know oh the you know the men they can't they can't really handle that type of thing you know you know we'll just deal with it ourselves privately and blah 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 uh, you know you know men can't take that type of emotional upset so we just just keep it to ourselves so I'm a bit kind of like I think as women we know that in order to maybe feed the male ego we just kind of let them get on with it but actually we know that's who's running the shop if that makes sense now I'm not saying in all examples I'm not trying to make this like into a feminist argument I'm not trying to say that my my point just still goes back to what is it that a man is bringing more so than a woman that makes him be the the the, the chief head director leader in command now I'm not going to sit here and say that I wouldn't want a man who is a leader absolutely that's exactly what I want I I would love to have a man who I would feel confident that I can literally sit back and allow him to take on the role of leaded me and our family into the light of wonderfulness but the thing is I think that's a very big responsibility to put on one person's shoulders which is why I avidly believe that a relationship is a partnership and you make decisions together now what I can't understand is why some men are outrightly refusing to accept this why do you not want to accept that you know there doesn't necessarily have to be a leader in the household why can you not just make decisions and execute and all these things jointly you know if we're speaking from a spiritual um perspective you know it's often said that the purpose of a woman is to lead the man to his you know achieve his highest self you know and you can apply that to kind of all religions even though maybe religions may not actually say that um but you could apply that to most kind of schools of thought in terms of faith you might disagree with me but i pretty much think that is that is the case you know i feel like women and men lead in their own ways but ultimately no one person is leading more so than the other it's just a very nice beautiful combination um of energy now i can't i i can't speak about this in the context of um you know uh an lgbt relationship because a I don't have anyone here to have that discussion with and b I've not been in that situation so I I can't 
bring in that angle of the conversation however i would be interested in having that conversation so if you're listening and that's something that you'd like to discuss with me like and we can kind of extend the conversation by all means let's let's kind of do it let me just um wet my throat Mm. so i'm gonna go into some of the reactions and responses that i've um had to this question so let's start with let's start with twitter honestly like (laughs) i've got so many responses okay so um through this mind says depending on your standpoint so the let me just reiterate the question should men automatically assume the role as head of the household if they aren't doing stroke providing more than the woman does so through this mind says, depends on your standpoint. Biblically, yes. Any other standpoint, no. It's a difficult one. Okay. Um, Daddy's girl says he needs to assume a new position out of my life. I don't know. I think this all depends on why I'm the breadwinner and what he is doing. I would allow it if we were if we'd been together. And in some ways, yes, he would have to prove it can be handled. Um, so I think I went on to say. Oh no, I just said thank you actually. I didn't kind of follow that through with her. Um, um, with Love, Marianne says, um, me and a friend were talking about this the other day. In 2020, this head of household idea is a bit technical, but ultimately no. Um, Mel says, I think it depends on what you define as head of house for your own home, so it varies. For me, it's a straight no in the situation. Um... Black Truth says, yes, a man should always do his best to provide as much as he can, but ultimately many women earn more than their partners. That shouldn't diminish his authority in the home, though. Leadership leadership in home equals highest earner is a slippery slope which could create more confusion, which I absolutely agree with. Um, and the question wasn't limiting itself to just financial, because like I said earlier, you could be bringing in all the money and not have an ounce of common sense. Um, So yeah, I responded to him and I said, um, yeah, leadership entails more than finances. So if we encompass all things required in a relationship, should the man automatically assume the world's head? And he says, he still says, yes, definitely, because it's about order and accountability. Men should lead women and the family in love, respect and humility. If the man isn't the leader, he tends not to do much. If men aren't held to leadership, they can easily enjoy all the benefits without the cost. Um, I think in the context of what he's saying, I believe he is um, a Christian. Um, so biblically, that is what he has been taught to kind of do. Um, Sean Rashid says the head of the household isn't necessarily about earning more money but but taking a position of responsibility so I just expanded and said well you know um, it's not just about money and he says I foolishly assume providing meant financially but obviously not just that I do think the man should um, because of my biblical back- back- background it's like the head of state who doesn't necessarily offer more than everyone else but is still responsible for all the resources so so far we've got two men who are saying yes but again they're speaking from a religious context um and i don't necessarily feel like they have given me 
any examples of how their skill sets um, outweighs that of a woman. Um, so we have Queen Kumi Kumigi, and she said, um, no, they should not. But so long as he's in the household, he should be the head. Um, what he contributes doesn't need to be financial. It can be emotional too, etc. Like if I bring home the bread, I shouldn't have to cook or clean, do clothes, make sure the baby's all right. I can, but if he's ahead and I bring home the bread, it should be done as with the other way around. Um, Georgina Elizabeth says, I don't need a team leader. I think perceptions of gender roles are changing. So there's there, is there even a need for a head? So I must go to work and come home to my second boss. I'd rather come home to my partner, not to mention all the relationships and family settings are even heterosexual. Okay, so we touched on that. Um, Manny Akin says, I think the real question is, why does the man feel he needs to be the head of the household? From a young age, that is what boys and straight men are taught. Personally, I think it's all rubbish and just unnecessary pressure. Retweet. Retweet that. Um, am I being biased? If I'm being, if you think I'm being biased, just tell me. Um, so Freddie Adu says, depends depends on what you mean by head of household. You can still be the head without being the main financial mainstay. Provide discipline, structure, logic, etc. Driving the ship without owning the ship, basically. So, so yeah, he's saying that he still thinks that the man should be the head of the household. Again, everyone's automatically assuming this is about money, but maybe it's because of how I've worded it. But I did say, um providing slash doing but maybe i should have been a bit more specific um georgina elizabeth has come back again and said anyone who thinks their position in our relationship is to manage me is automatic bad vibes i'm not here for being rendered inferior based on gender and any man who needs to feel superior to his partner has some unpacking to do but not in my house (laughs) not in my house she says okay let's see what we've got over here Oh, fantastic. All right, let's go on to Instagram. My goodness me, my mouth is so dry. Um, So Rachie says, um, in terms of tradition, he's a protector based on evolutionary capacity. Women were not strong enough to feed and hunt and fight as men did. Things have changed as society has evolved and men's roles have been diminished through ease of acquisition. So I I guess her answer is, is that it's a no really um let's see what other responses we have here um so sabira jones says i think this is unfair okay so she's responding to a she's responding to another question all right let's have a look i mean you can go onto my insta stories today and you can see some of the responses um so we have someone who says um, no, and it needs to flip and stop. It's too, it's too common. Um, match the standards, or you fall back. Um, another person says yes because providing is much more than a financial providence. Um, no, submission is a choice I make when I feel safe and secure. It is not about who earns. Stroke does more. Um, short answer is. <clears throat> short answer is no go back into the wilderness and sort yourself out that was from a man by the way as well um so yeah it's it's interesting that i thought this was kind of going to be divided on like a man woman type thing but it actually hasn't um 
Karen says no. Um, Bianca says yes, even if even if he's not doing stroke provided in that moment, he can still work towards doing so. Maybe I'm old school, but I think men should be the head. Um, so I said, if he doesn't execute that role as a leader, would your opinion change? Change? She said, after a while, if he isn't willing or showing a desire, then yes, my opinion would change. Finances are one aspect. There are other ways to lead or show leadership. Um, I'm not going to bother with that one because that was just... Um, so I had one man say... You know, he first he kind of asked, "What do you mean by head of the household?" And he then went on to say, "He doesn't really see himself as a head of the household, in that sense, because if there's like a financial decision or something like that, they will sit down and talk about it." However, when it comes to more kind of gender-specific roles like DIY, blah blah blah, he tends to take on that, and whilst his missus will take on the more domesticated roles. But essentially, what he said was, "Is that mm, well, no, not really. There isn't." That there is no reason for the man to automatically assume that role. Uh, Leon says, basically, if you love your partner and they are doing a lot more than you, your bad mind, how are you going to grow old together? I see how my mum and the older generation go on and it's not right. Um, men and women should both give as much as women are special. They usually do a little more. So again, he's in agreement that nope, um, men shouldn't, <laughs> men shouldn't assume that they are heads of the household um my friend is still messaging me <laughs> like literally this is in like live time um and he's oh and i can't listen to that now he says i really really wish you'd ask your question differently though i can't get over how disingenuous this oh my goodness me this is not disingenuous i'm going over to to facebook to see what some of the reactions are there oh okay so we've got some new ones so Dominic Miller says nope he's a part-time provider with dick um Denise says why does a man have to be head of the household this is 2020 no man will be head of my house or or pay for everything okay fair enough Denise go Denise um um Majeska says nope Uche says supposing I believe in this concept this concept in the first place what is he leading then is he an overseer just cracking the whip to make sure his house girl runs the home according to his desires that is how despots are overthrown (laughs) Sham says how can he have the title without carrying out the duties of said title doesn't make sense to me um Lena says we don't do that head of the household malarkey in my house um roxy says um and do what lead the family into a life of poverty if he's not helping to provide by choice or laziness not illness or disability then he is on the same level as the children and as overgrown child he will need to leave and if they are both provided regardless of who provides more then they are both head of the household i agree with that sentiment i absolutely agree with that sentiment um yeah i mean based on what i've heard so far i i'm i'm really struggling for anyone to kind of change my mind now i am open to leaving this conversation open so that you know um 
people can give their opinions and look the thing is I'm I'm I've been raised as a very kind of traditional girl to a certain extent because my mum still worked full time do you know what I mean so I was raised very traditionally but then it's like because the, the, the kind of the question well the scenario came up in the family podcast where we were talking about I gave an example when I went to my first kind of Ghanaian function with my husband's family and I thought I was just going there to just you know have a good time and all the girls were required to be servers and the men I don't even know what they were doing or the boys whatever and you know even stuff like that I'm a bit like what do you <laughs> what do you as a man do above what I do that m- makes you feel like you should be served what 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 like in in the example say for example my parents my parents still work they're in their early 60s right um my mum can often do 12 hours if not more in a day because of her role right um you know she's getting better but she still has to do a lot of hours sometimes um and she's not paid on an hourly basis, but you know how career women go, right? So, but she is still expected to keep the house tidy, to s- still make sure that there's a meal on the table in the evening. But, yeah, and she's still paying 50% of the bills, or I don't, I don't exactly know how they'd work out their finances because it's not really my business. So, with that being said, what makes my dad the head of that household? other than tradition and because that's just the way it is you see the silence this is all i'm hearing i'm just hearing i'm just literally hearing silence um now there was this video that went viral back in november and um i'm gonna play it for you i don't know i feel like i might have played this before perhaps but listen to this. I'm just trying to scroll back and find it. Um, okay, you could have just gone into the chat and found that deal naturally because all this scrolling, 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 rawhide. Who remembers rawhide? <laughs> Let me just go back into the chat and get this video so I can play it for you. I'm actually exhausted about this topic because I just feel like men in particular are really trying to convince me that, you know, and I don't think no one really has yet. And also, can I just say, like, I feel like a lot of, I feel like some men are really placing their value on being the head why you don't lose anything by just stepping stepping down off your little pedestal and saying actually we're just going to do this together put your arm around your wife or your missus and be like we're just going to do this together i don't i don't lose anything i don't lose anything and actually you might even find that the 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 mental pressure that you're putting on yourself might diminish if you just get off your pedestal 
and I'm finding that you know um men are are coming into this awakening where they're realizing that um they've been fed a very false narrative and it's harming them it's harming them mentally it's harming them physically you know it's harming their love lives and you know it's just time to stop like let's just let's just do this thing together let's let's be equal in in all things that we can be you know um but yeah let me play you this video so this is an example of i guess a traditional man's man so this is what he has to say i've been married my wife for 18 years going on 19 years my wife has never paid a mortgage payment she's never paid a gas bill electric bill she's never paid a cable bill she's never had to pay insurance for her cars i pay for all that but that's what a fucking man does for his family i don't i don't i'm not on no pedestal behind it but that's what a man does a man takes care of his family my wife shouldn't have to worry about a goddamn mortgage payment she doesn't have to worry about the lights being on gas being on I apologize for the profanity and the use of the n-word <laughs> in that video but as you can hear this was an american man he looks like to be in his maybe mid-60s um now hearing hearing that again makes me believe that in his household they have very traditional defined roles he is providing everything that woman needs to make a home everything so therefore that woman doesn't have to work it sounds like she doesn't have to provide food all she has to do is provide her skill set of of you know making that home a home you know preparing the meals making sure that everybody is taken care of now in that context yeah one could safely assume that he is the leader in his house yeah um i mean i could find points to (laughs) to argue because like i said before you know just because you're providing financially does not mean that you have the skill set to lead now i'm just going to make an assumption just because he sounds quite confident (laughs) but i'm not here to psychoanalyze anybody i'm just saying like okay in this context where he is providing everything to make a stable home the only job his wife has to do is to make that home a happy and stable place obviously he needs to provide emotional support as well so it isn't just about what you can give financially and provide yeah um 
but let's just say let's make an assumption that you know he is like literally the best dad that he he, he can be emotionally financially what have you then granted he is probably a leader in his household yeah but again it doesn't it doesn't generically still allow the assumption that all men fulfill that role because they don't and that's okay there's like you know like i'm not even trying to beat anybody up about this it's fine it's fine because you know if someone's to say to me you know are are you every woman Uh, uh. are you every woman i would say to a certain extent yeah but am i like the baddest domestic goddess whore (laughs) whore in the bedroom perfect mother of the year you know all those things no i'm not i'm not and it's okay it's okay it's fine I, I, I can't I can't be perfect do you understand what I'm saying so I think I'm gonna wind this conversation down now because I could literally sit here all day because literally in real time I'm sure you can hear my phone vibrating these are all the notifications coming through okay oh actually um MFF online who I did the podcast with the other day um has said these days i think there are usually two heads of the house who lead off their own areas the head of the household concept is somewhat outdated now that both parents are usually working and earning similar amounts (sighs) and this guy runs a fatherhood podcast guys so um tell me what you think drop your comments in the blog um on the website or if you haven't joined the lovely bear discussion group I will put the question in there as well. Uh, Make sure you do follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and subscribe to the website. Also, if you enjoy my episodes, please, um, I know I've probably said it in the thing, but but please just leave me a rating um, because I just really appreciate it. It's It's just nice to know that people enjoy kind of like what you do. Um, Also, what I didn't mention actually, so I've, or did I? I can't remember. I mentioned that about the, my two goals that I've achieved. I think I did. I think I did. But anyway, I hope you're still listening to the goals affirmation. Also, one of my biggest supporters, um, and his at is Adulting with T. Um, he's starting up his own podcast, and I'm really, really happy for him. Like I, like literally, he's been there almost since day one, and you know, every week he um repost likes listens you know and feeds back so i'm so appreciative of him so can we all just send him and he graduated last yeah it was last year he graduated from uni um so can we just send him all the best wishes for you know his future career you know his career in podcasting all that kind of stuff let's just send him lots of love and good energy and thank you all for being um supporters of mine i am so grateful you give me inspiration to go on every single week month and year lovely bears approaching its two-year anniversary in april and i i'm trying to 
organize like a kind of thank you party if that makes sense so you'll all be invited if you can make it down to London if you're based in London or what have you um so I'm just trying to get that sorted now um but it'd be lovely to see as many of you there as possible and we can meet you know um so yeah that is it from me today guys um I'm gonna I'm gonna drop the links to the um my guest episodes actually in the show notes that's what I'm gonna do because it'll be a lot easier for you to kind of get to um so yes have a fantastic week as always I love you I love you all so 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 much please take care of yourselves you know life is is not it is not give it's not given and we never know at what point our time is up here but just know that even when your time is up here there is another life beyond okay so enjoy the rest of your week and i will see you next wednesday bye love laid bare If you love this episode and know someone who could really benefit from hearing this talk, please share. And whilst you're there, leave me a review. I'd be forever grateful. Help me build awareness and raise consciousness one conversation at a time. Listen on Spotify, SoundCloud, CastBox and Apple Podcasts.